Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol, who I love so much. <laughs> How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's March 6th, 1998, and it's Judgment Day. <laughs> it is Judgment Day. <laughs> judgment Day for Brandon Walsh. And Mark. <laughs> and for me. I'm staring at my judge, jury, and executioner right now. Right. I love you too, though, babe. Yeah, I know. I've been a bad guy because I, I I made Carol wait for five whole minutes to start talking about 90210. Remember hey, when I'm time? ready to talk, I'm ready to talk. Remember that one time it was your birthday and I had to wait for you to play Game Boy for like fucking 10 minutes? No. Yeah, it was on one of the best of episodes. Interesting. One of the intros where I was like, uh, with me is, with me sort of or something like that is my girlfriend, Carol. And you're like, I am with you, and it is my birthday. <laughs> and that, that attitude that you get. <laughs> Speaking of attitude, though, Brandon sure has a fucking attitude this episode, doesn't he? He does. He he really uh, pissed me off. Like, if he weren't so stupid and stubborn, then we wouldn't have had an episode. But That's true. It's uh, It was a definitely a frustrating I guess episode. If the, if the writers weren't so stupid and stubborn, we would never show at all. Right? <laughs> They're like, no, we're going to keep doing this. But I mean, like, we're going to keep making them. I guess some people might say that about us, too. Right? If these two weren't so stupid and stubborn, they wouldn't be making tapes anymore. <laughs> but, okay, so this episode of Now 2 and oh starts, starts out with Brandon and Steve sitting in the Chancellor's office. Chancellor Arnold Arnold. Now, Arnold squared. Let's just take a moment and think about... Arnold, the yes. chancellor. Yes. And think about him. he has this wonderful relationship with Brandon. He's been almost like a son to him. Yeah, three years. He's been mentoring him mm-hmm. more than three years. He liked him when he was a senior in high school, even. That's true. You're right. And then, you Wooed know. Wooed him to come to California University. Right. And then Claire's dating Steve, so, you know, he kind of has to like him or whatever. Right. So he's got these two dudes, and he's like... I, I don't want to fuck them over for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if you... He's been scouring the bylaws. Right. He's like, look, let me tell you, the rules say that you go to a, a trial or whatever and the committee decides your fate. But if you plead guilty, I'm the one that makes... Even though he said, I don't involve myself in these right. disciplinary issues. Right. But it turns out... If you plead guilty, I decide the punishment. Maybe no one's ever pled guilty before. And Steve writes, and he goes, and Steve, just between us, <laughs> off the record, I don't really think this is uh, something to throw three and a half years of your life away for. So maybe just some academic probation before you uh, before you graduate. And the thing is, is like, am I missing something? If he gets expelled from California University. He he can transfer his credits, can he? Well, or, yeah. Or does, or does that void his credits? No, of course it doesn't. You can't void somebody's credits. Like, they're earned. Like, you can't make them unearned. So he's so he would just go to a different school for the last half of the year. Yeah, I guess if he could find another university 
that would accept him after yeah. being expelled. I guess it would have true. to be a shitty school. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, and you know, not all your credits transfer. It might add another, you know, semester or two on to, yeah. his, you know, getting a degree. What's a poor rich white guy to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, so he says, "I'm one of your friends in high places." So I'll just give you a slap on the wrist, and we're we're good. We're good, Steve. And you don't have to learn a lesson at all. <laughs> and Steve is just like, uh, yeah, I mean, I am guilty. Sure, I'll say I'm guilty. Like, right. he's just so happy. I did do it. Right. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> and Brandon is like, I'm not going to say I did something I didn't do, and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but, but this teacher wants you destroyed. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. Such a fucking idiot. Like So Brandon decides to go on trial. He's a gonna graduate. He's a gonna graduate. <laughs> I mean it's like like <laughs> the threat of academic probation would be really bad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> if he if he was gonna be like working on another degree or something, but uh-huh. like I don't think he is. No, I don't think he is either. It it's not going to affect his life like hardly at all. I love when I love when you get upset and you turn Italian. <laughs> it's going to graduate. Shut up. Brandon, don't be stupid. But yeah, so Brandon's not taking the deal. Mm, no. And he tells Steve that he is done with him. Oh yeah. Steve's like, "You're my best friend." He's like, "Not anymore." Yeah, we're fucking over. It's so awful. Their bromance is breaking up. I don't remember why Brandon showed Steve this paper. I don't either. Like, it is, you know, he's all, I didn't do it. You did show him the paper that you wrote that he's trying to write right now. Like, why'd you do that? That is true. It was like he was bragging. He was like, because Steve's like, oh, I'm trying to write this paper or whatever. It's just for my my independent studies class. It's not that big of a deal. Brandon's like, oh, you want to see a big deal paper? Let me show you this. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. It is sort of Brandon's fault. Yeah. I mean, and it's Steve. Like, think about it. Right. It's like, I don't know, putting a, a big pot of honey in front of Winnie the Pooh and being like, okay, I'm going to turn my back. Don't eat it. Yeah, exactly. It's like dropping a baggie of heroin in front of Keith Richards. Holy shit. That's another way to go. Same metaphor. <laughs> Uh, You've never heard Keith Richards go, oh, piglet. Oh, my God. Where's my bent spoon? That's how Keith Richards talks. You don't know that? No. They use Keith Richards. Keith Richards sounds exactly like Sterling Holloway. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That's the voice of Winnie the Pooh, for those of you that don't know. Or was. I think he's dead. Probably. (laughs) Cheez-a-loo. Somehow Keith Richards isn't, though. One time Keith Richards anyway. did an anti-drug commercial. Are you serious? Yeah, can you believe that? <laughs> That's funny. It's like, Keith, we can't do drugs anymore. You did them all. Right. We have to wait till you die and then smoke your ashes. <laughs> that would be a good anti-drug commercial. All right. Yeah, don't. don't. You'll turn out like this. And they show a picture of Keith Richards. <laughs> and then the piles of money he has. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um... Should we just continue with the Brandon and Steve thing, or it's up to you? This is your, it's your world, baby. I'm just living in it. Mm-hmm. So okay, so 
Brandon insists on doing this fucking trial. He yeah. runs into he's got law books spread out in front of him in the, right. in the quad. And Professor Randall walks by. He's like laughing at him, basically. Like, what do you think you're going to do? I like that they turn Professor Professor Randall into a super villain for like <laughs> this arc. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure the the actor uh, enjoys the work or whatever. Like, he's getting paid and everything. But can you imagine the call them up and he's like, "Yeah, we're going to take your character and turn him into a fucking asshole." Because <laughs> he walks up and he's like, "Brandon, what?" Uh, what are you going to represent yourself? Don't, haven't you heard the old adage that uh, uh, a lawyer that has himself for a client has a fool for a client or whatever? I don't know. How yeah, that was it. And he's like, well, I'm not a lawyer, so. Uh. And, <laughs> and but he's just like, because he's like, I didn't do it. I don't know. He's like, well, yeah, who cares? You know, right. you're fucking going down. He's Basically, like, well, he's like, that's just more of a challenge for me. Right. He comes up to him, and the first thing he says is, why are you studying? You're going to get expelled anyway. Yeah, that was so mean. He, he's fucking all over Brandon. Yeah. It's the best. But it also just, like, he is over-the-top asshole. But, I mean, he did sleep with his wife. Not when they were married. They were married. No, after their their after their marriage had broken up, I thought they were separated, but they were still married. Oh, well, yeah, but and his, his wife was a whore, and Brandon was like really close to him at the time and didn't tell him what was going on. Yeah, that's true. For those of you that don't that didn't don't remember, uh, I'm not saying his wife was a whore just because she cheated. She she like she was a whore. She. <laughs> Picked a, a student every semester to uh, to have sex with. Yeah, essentially, she was awful. Yeah, she was really bad, Lucinda. Yeah, so he's taking out all his anger and frustration about Lucinda on Brandon. Yeah, and Lucinda's probably still having sex with that other girl that wanted him. Remember in Washington? Oh DC? yeah. <laughs> Who was that? I can't even remember. That wasn't Claire, was it? Um, I think it was. Oh, it was Claire? That's right. Yeah, Lucinda and Claire were both after Brandon at the end of uh, his senior year of high school. Yeah, like season three or something when he was in Washington, D.C. But eventually she switched to Steve. Yeah. That's a weird switch. I wonder if they'll ever bring Lucinda back. God, I hope not. She was in Starship Troopers. Yeah, I know. I saw a lot of her breasts in that movie. Yeah, you didn't like them. No, they're ugly breasts. I was really disappointed. Like, she's pretty, but there's something weird about her Dina nipples. Dina Meyer, I think her name is or something. I don't know. Anyway, so no offense, Dina Meyer. We know you're listening, <laughs> but she's a big fan of our show. You right, know. right, right. Uh, your character's a whore and your nipples are weird. <laughs> we you. appreciate your patronage. <laughs> anyway, so they do the trial. And Steve, he's like, I'll I'll testify for you. And Brandon's like, don't even fucking bother. Yeah. Don't. I. He doesn't have anyone come to testify for him. No. He's like, I'll do it myself. Fuck you all. Yeah, he has a really bad attitude. Yeah, he does. He always does. So but Ste- Steve gets called anyway. Yeah. And Steve shows up and he says he's not feeling well and he's hoping to be excused. This That's whole the stupidest thing, thing I've ever heard in my life. This whole thing's stupid because the whole time he's like, I'm feeling sick. And like it, it progresses to where he actually does get sick. <laughs> like Claire feels his forehead and she's like, you don't have a fever, you know, whatever. But like why? And him getting ill doesn't come into play at all. Um, 
at the very end. In what way? I'm just thinking about it. No. I mean... Everything that happened could have happened if he was or was not sick. Yeah, and it does start out like he's lying, like he's just trying to get out of shit, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And maybe this is going to be something that comes up later, like in the next episode. Like he's ill or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, so... Uh, yeah, he, uh, he gets called by Randall and he's like, basically he and Brandon are the only two witnesses that Randall calls. Yeah. And Randall's like, so you guys are best friends. You've been best friends for seven years and you've been living together and And blah, blah, blah. He was my best friend. I lost my best friend over this. Doesn't that prove he's not, he didn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, it does not. Um, and then Randall's like, oh, you know, you were failing my class until, uh, Brandon came in late. And then all of a sudden, you know, look, his grades got so much better. Right. Yeah. Look, your, your, your quiz, the, this hat, like the Columbus day quiz, everyone failed it. It was called the Columbus day massacre. <laughs> Brandon was one of the only people that, that passed. He got an 84. It's a pretty high grade for just transferring into the class just before, huh? And he's like, oh, whatever, I don't know. And he's like, well, Steve also got an 84. Mm-hmm. And Steve's grades got a lot better once once uh, Brandon came in. Here's the here's my grade book, and here's all his grades and everything. And he's like, oh, and they're like, oh, my God, it looks like he fucking helped him cheat there then, too. And they're all scandalized. Yeah, like, oh, he's been helping him cheat for three and a half years of college. Right. So that looks terrible. And Steve, but but basically all Steve says is, "Hey, he didn't do it." And they, he's like, he t- basically just tells the truth because he yeah. doesn't confront Steve with the grades. He actually confronts Brandon well, with the grades. Yeah, he's smarter than that because if he did, Steve'd be like, "I didn't get those grades." Right. But he uh, he says like, basically the th- the thing that hurts Brandon's case when Steve's on the stand is he says. Uh, did you turn the paper in? And Steve's like, no, my friend Munz did. Who gave it to Munz? Brandon did. Because <laughs> he did. He did. He had Brandon turn in the paper, well, gave the paper two months to get turned in. But as Steve also pointed out, it was in a sealed envelope. Yeah, Brandon really didn't know. Yeah. But again, why did he show him the thing in the first place? I don't know. That's I mean, I really want an answer. Like I want to go back and look at that episode and be like, "That's why." Right. But um, bless you. Thank you. Um, but so then, uh, he you know he calls Brandon to the stand and and accuses him of helping him out in this sociology class for right. for three and a half years ago or whatever, and so then. Brandon, it's Brandon's turn. And Brandon's like, yeah, I have no defense. I didn't do it. You can believe me or not. Like, this guy hasn't shown any evidence that I did it. That I did anything wrong. So. Yeah, and he's not even arguing about the ledger thing, about the grades. He's just like, he hasn't proved that I did anything with this paper. Well, I think he thinks somehow that Steve did cheat off of him. Mm. I think he believes Randall. And thinks like, oh, okay, so somehow, without my knowledge, Steve was fucking cheating off me on these tests. Because Steve's a piece of shit, because that's the mindset he's in. Right. And Claire hears about it at the party, which we'll get to later. But uh, 
Brandon starts talking shit about Steve. Oh, he fucking buried me today. What an asshole. And it's like, he didn't really. Like his, I don't know what he's talking about because his his testimony didn't bury Brandon. No, I mean, it just, it put him in the the chain of, you know, delivering this What did he paper. want him to do, lie? I don't know. Maybe. I guess. I don't know. I mean, he told him not to say anything. I guess that's what he wanted him to do. Right. Um, because his testimony did not help him for sure. Right. But he tells, so he tells Claire all about it and Claire like storms back to the house. Mm-hmm. And She's like, so mad. It's like, yeah, you're a fucking liar. You lie to everybody. You fucking were cheating. She, you said this is the only time you've ever cheated off Brandon. He's like, yeah, it's true. She's like, well, oh, fuck you got the sociology class, Columbus day massacre. You, you got a 84 and seems like what? <laughs> and she's like, you got an 84 on that test. And he was like, no, I didn't. He was like, I failed that test. I failed every test in that class. <laughs> yeah, because Steve had already left by the time they even said that stuff. So he didn't know anything about it. Oh, Randall knew what he was doing. Yeah. So then even though Steve is now at this point actually sick. Right. He's like, I can prove it. And he goes and digs through apparently the attic of the keg house. Right. To find his old stuff. Why is his old, like quizzes in the attic of the keg house well they weird they they hang a lampshade on this where they say that students keep their old tests it's true study from i mean i had a huge stack of papers from from school i never did that yeah oh i did literally like stacks of papers i never needed to do that shit well, yeah, because you just, like, fucking absorb things and just Sorry. remember them forever. That's right. Dick. I'm like Kirby. <laughs> what? I'm like Kirby. Who, who's Kirby? You mean, like, the video, Nintendo dude? Yeah, it's a video game character. Who yeah. eats things? Yeah, I absorb things. <laughs> <laughs> You're so weird. Yep. But anyway, so he shows up. Steve shows up, and he's like, hey! And they're like, uh, Randall's like, oh, you can't be here. And everyone's like, get the fuck out, Steve. Yeah, which is weird, because it's like, this is all about him. Why wouldn't he be there? It's a normal reaction to Steve, though. <laughs> fuck out of here, Steve. <laughs> and uh, Claire says something smart, as usual. She's like, oh, he can re- come back to refute testimony or whatever. Clarify. Mm-hmm. And... So he starts talking about the test, and Randall's like, hey, he wasn't here. That wasn't part of his testimony. I object to this. And the chancellor's like, no, I want to fucking hear this, <laughs> essentially. And so he's like, yeah, I didn't get, a, I didn't get an 84 on that test. Here's my, here's my test. 17 is what I got. <laughs> and he's got all his tests that he was supposed to get good grades on, and he shows the evidence. These, these are the grades I got on all my tests. Right. And, oh, my God, they immediately, first of all, I think this is hilarious. He doesn't even wait for the rest of the committee. The chancellor's just like, all the charges against Brandon are dropped. Fuck this. <laughs> and then he's, he says to Randall, he's like, he's like, you snake. You got your own trial to look forward to. I can't believe you would sully the name of this great university by cheating in this way. And, and he's pissed. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a terrible thing to do. He's trying to get... This poor dude expelled from school for not doing anything. Why did they ever bring this asshole back? For this storyline. He got kicked out because he was being lenient to student athletes. Right. And now, like, they brought him back. And now he's a fucking a monster. Right. So it's like, 
He's never getting a job anywhere else. No. We're not going to We're not going to see what happens to him, but 100% this guy puts a bullet in his head. Oh god. Don't you, don't you think? That's a bit extreme. His, his life is ruined. His his horrible wife is uh, divorced him. His career is in shambles. <laughs> he has no kids. You know, he, like he's got to be struggling financially. Yeah, wow. That is a bleak picture you paint. Yeah. I mean, this dude's life is over. Well, uh on that happy note. Bye, Randall. <laughs> um, we can talk now about uh, Donna and David and Valerie. Ooh, double D. So, and Donna and David. Yeah. <laughs> I get it, get it. Yeah. Because she probably has double D breasts. Yes, I get it. So they, they start out with them uh, riding bikes. It's like some kind of Donna fucking did, like yeah. uh, it's a I don't double know commercial. Yeah, exactly. Some kind of commercial, um, and it's like okay, so exercise has cured him. Like what? Like Sorry. he's he's just totally fine now. Exercise and being in the presence of Donna, right? I mean, he does mention that he's doing therapy, which is good. Yeah, he's still he's still uh, getting therapy from uh, the Candyman can. <laughs> I still uh, don't about your dreams. (laughs) I still don't know that I buy that uh, manic depression gets cured with no drugs, but you know, whatever. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but Donna and David are very happy. Oh yeah, and uh, she is unhappy about him wanting to give money to Valerie, though. Yeah, he's talking about investing in the club, and she's like, oh. I don't think it's a good idea, yeah. David. And he tells her that she's interfering. Now, I know they just got back together. Are they even together? I don't know. I don't know that they are necessarily together. But, I mean, they've been together for like eight years or something. Sure. Ridiculous. They have, they have history. And I feel like they're going to end up getting married or something. Yeah, it seems like it seems like that's where the show's going. So, like, it's not in my opinion. I don't think that she's interfering. What do you think? I think she's being quite bossy with his money. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's going to be her money someday. So <laughs> <laughs> she, she's looking out for her own investments. There you go. I think she is. I think she has a right to have an opinion. I guess. I mean, here's the thing. Let's assume they're together. That's the most charitable way to interpret this. Right. Because if they're not together and they're just friends and they're inching towards getting back together, then she has less of a footing to stand on. Sure. But let's say they're together. I think she has a right to voice her opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think he has the right to do what he wants to do. True. With his money. Because they're not married. They're not even engaged. If they were married, then yes, a $150,000 decision would be something the two of them needed to discuss together. But because they're not married, I think it's okay for her to say what she thinks, but she shouldn't push it, and she keeps pushing it. Yeah. he um He's actually pretty nice about it, though, even though she yeah. is pushing it. I mean, he does tell her she's interfering, but then he's like all smiley and making her breakfast, so whatever. Right. <laughs> Giving her mangoes and stuff. Um. Telling her that that makes her taste better down there or something. Oh, Jesus. Know. What the hell? I assume that's true, right? 
I don't. I don't know. I don't uh, partake in that particular. Uh... Well, that's yeah. That's true. <laughs> I have heard that pineapple, though. I've heard of pineapple. Also. You, you eat, eat a lot of pineapple, and it's supposed to uh, sweeten things. I don't know about mangoes, but <laughs> so he's taking her to a Green Day concert that night. Nope. Incorrect, Carol. What? You're wrong. Okay, what concert is he taking her Goo-goo to? Goo Goo Dolls. Uh-uh. Yes, he says the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, you want to bet? I do. Okay. Um, usual terms. Usual terms. Shake got it. We've got it on tape, so we'll go back and look. He says the Goo Goo Dolls. No, because they did the Goo Goo Dolls for his birthday. Okay. So it was Green Day today. Okay. Well, I will update you next episode. He's taking her to a concert. Uh huh. And she's like, oh, but, you know, I have dinner plans with my parents. Right. And she invites him. Like, I knew that's bad news. Like, her parents are always bad news. Yeah, absolutely. And her mom is a total bitch. As, as usual, her dad is such a sweetheart. He's like <laughs> the nicest guy in the world. And her mom is, ugh. Yeah, I do not like her mother. But yeah, her mom's like, oh, hey, uh, looking well david considering the circumstances Ugh. has your therapist met your mother <laughs> all the shit and everything he and he gets super uncomfortable because she's obviously like besmirching him well and you know it's like it's not really donna's place to run around telling people true and that's all his personal business that her, her mom is alluding to yeah so I wouldn't be very happy about that either because her mom's so fucking toxic. So she she he excuses himself. Mm-hmm. We don't know why, but he needs to be away from there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Self-medication. Um, And then Donna kind of gives it to her mom. Yeah, she's like, you know, why are you being like this? And what if we're more than friends? Because her mom's like, it's nice that you're being such a good friend to him. Right. So, I mean, I guess... She's like, oh, you can't be serious, Donna. And... She's like, what, what, whatever, and she goes, I'm a, I'm a doctor's wife. I, I, you know, I know about these things or whatever. And her husband's sitting right there. I didn't know that medical knowledge was injectable, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> but apparently, he's been giving her transfusions throughout the course of their, their uh, relationship, and all the medical knowledge has passed. Even though he's a cardiologist, right, which has nothing to do with psychology. <laughs> Not even the same types of medicine. One's a social science. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because later Donna talks to her dad, and he's like, you want to talk to the dad or the doctor? And it's like, why does she want to talk to the cardiologist anyway? Right, exactly. Well, let me tell you how uh, manic depression can affect the heart. (laughs) But, um, yeah, she tells her mom off and leaves. Yeah. And she should. Huh? Which she should. Yeah. Her mom sucks. And then her dad shows up the next day to talk to her and tells her that he thinks that as long, like basically as long as David's doing well or whatever, you know, having a disease is no reason not to love him because it's the same as any other disease. You right. can't help who you love. You're not going to lo- not love somebody because they have diabetes or hypertension. And she says, but what about if we get married and have kids? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, it can be inheritable, but. So can all those other things. Right, so can all those other things. So, you know, you shouldn't let that stand in the way. I don't know. What do you think? If if it were if it were my daughter or my friend or, you know, whatever, I would have different advice. I I'm curious because I do think that people that have mental illnesses should be able to have relationships. Of and, course. 
and everything. And I get what he's saying about it hypertension being a risk and everything. But I think that manic depression and maybe like schizophrenia, some of the the more the more serious things, the more yeah. serious <clears throat> mental illnesses might be a little more cause for concern. Well, yeah, than be- high blood pressure because it it's going to affect a lot of areas of your life. Yeah, and it's going to affect them in way different ways. I mean, like, okay, somebody has a heart problem; they might die early, and that sucks, right? But you don't have to worry about them like draining your bank account and going halfway across the country in the middle of the night, you know? <laughs> right. Well, and here's the thing too: is like. Let's say something like Huntington's disease. Okay. That's genetic. That has, That's very genetic. If if you, I believe it's like 50%. I think if, if, you, if you marry someone that has Huntington's disease and then have a child with them, I think it's like 50% or 25%, but it's a high percentage mm-hmm. that they will get Huntington's disease. Um, and that's a disease that affects the mind. It, you know, it's, dege- it's a degenerative, like, neurodegenerative disease. So your behavior gets more erratic, more violence, kind of like, you know, just very erratic be- as it destroys your brain, essentially. Right. And then you typically die fairly young. In, that sounds in, awful. In your 30s or 40s. It's a it's a very rare disease, but it is it has a high genetic component. Probably even higher genetic component than manic depression. Um, but I think that's a little bit more of a, 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 a corollary than saying like hypertension. Because yeah, if, if you know, you have a history of hypertension and someone has hypertension, that sucks. There's medication for it. And it usually, if you, if you follow a good diet and mm-hmm. exercise plan and take your medication, it's not something that's likely to affect your life very much right whereas with manic depression people one of the symptoms of the disease is not taking the medication right that's it's kind of a weird thing but it's just the truth so like they might be fine while they're on their meds but then they'll stop taking them and and you might not know right away and then get a real nasty surprise (laughs) yeah so this isn't i mean this is nothing against any any of our listeners out there that may be struggling from uh manic depression or other kind of mental illnesses i have mental illnesses too i suffer from depression and anxiety so like i mean i i I do you know sympathize and understand i'm not saying that people with mental illness are bad or anything yeah i have i suffer from anxiety as well so you know and that's stuff that probably we may pass on to our children right um but if we have children. Well, I mean, we're getting married. I assume eventually. I mean, knock gonna, on wood, we will. But I assume eventually we're yeah. going to have children. I, I hope so. Um, but anyway, so that's, you know, it's it's a risk. But I do, I, her mom is still. A bitch. A bitch. <laughs> and terrible. And I wouldn't. Here's the thing. I wouldn't rule it out out of hand right no for sure i mean like but i do think it, i do think it's something that you might want to think about yeah i think there's a, a middle ground between the way her parents are reacting yeah agreed but either way donna's like in love with david and i mean they're gonna end up together so whatever <laughs> yeah that's what's gonna happen and because it's a tv show his his manic depression won't really affect their lives only if they need like a, a b story for an episode <laughs> or something like that 
then it'll affect them for an episode or two, and then it'll be fine again. Yeah. But in real life, <laughs> it would be something you'd have to be vigilant about. Yeah. So, Valerie is really struggling financially. Yeah. And she decides to pay a visit to David to see about this money because, you know, they're spo- we're supposed to still be partners, right? right? In a like, low-cut shirt. Yeah. Like, it's kind of fucked up that they used to sleep together and now this is, you know, they're going to be business partners. I get right. why Donna does not want this to happen. Yeah, and that's the real reason. She doesn't care about the, she's like, oh, it's, it's all too much, too soon, too much and everything. Mm-hmm. That's not the real reason. The real reason is she does not want him around Valerie. Yeah. Him Which and Valerie. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, she the relationship ended really badly, but they were also really good together. Yeah, and they almost fucked in Las Vegas. Yeah. That was the plan. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, that's true. And that was not long ago at all. <laughs> right. They were sharing a suite together. So I mean, Donna answered his phone and it was Valerie and Valerie's like, uh, can you, you know, give him the message? She's like, what is it about? And she's like, oh, that's personal. And she's like, I'll tell him you called against my better judgment or something like right. that. But yeah, it's it's funny because she, yeah, she says it's personal. And it's like, just tell him it's about the business. Right. I think she's fucking with her. Yeah, I think so, too. She loves messing with people. Yeah. She is kind of a villain. Like, she just kind of, I mean, it depends on the episode, but... Yeah. It's so hard to make Tiffany Amber Thiessen a villain, though. <laughs> Just because she's so hot. Well, and she seems like a genuinely nice person in real life. Oh, really? Have you talked to her? Yeah. I talk to her every week. Oh, okay. Before we record these episodes. Sure. I have to clear some things with her, you know. <laughs> anyway. Um, Donna eventually, though, does uh, kind of... well. David is on the fence about whether or not to give the money. Right. And Donna talks to him and she's like, it's because you really love this club, right? Because she finds him just standing and they're just looking around right. and like, yeah, he wants to be part of the music scene again and everything. So she's like, okay. Well, David's like, let's talk about what's really bothering you. Yeah. And then she she finally does tell him, like, she's like, I don't want you to work closely with Valerie again. Stuff like that. And he's like, I don't care about her. He's like, I love you. Yeah. So she's like, you too. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think it'll work out. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll be happy eventually. I'm pretty sick of this whole Peach Pit After Dark is in financial trouble storyline anyway. So It's been going on for a while. I know. And I'm, I'm sick of it. It's yeah. Just just have the club be fine and let's... and. Every once in a while, if you need something to happen there, okay. And then other than that, let's just not even talk about it. That would be nice. There's no reason for it to even be talked about anymore. Right. Just like, you know, Nat at the Peach Pit. We don't constantly worry about, yeah. you know, whether or not they're going to make it. It was a problem you needed to fix. Valerie's not going to go to school with them. She's more of an outsider. She needs a way to make her own money and living. What do we do? Oh, we got this club thing, and and uh, what's his name wants to leave the show, Luke Perry. So, mm-hmm. so we'll have her take it over, and there you go. So that's fine. We don't need to constantly see her in there. We we get it. That's where she gets her money from. Yeah. And the final story is the final story. 
Kelly is throwing a surprise party oh, for yeah. Mark. I forgot about this. Yeah, it's for me. Can you believe it? It's not even, <laughs> not even close to my birthday. Right, right. Um, she puts a ton of work into this. It's all secretive. At one point at school, she goes up and talks to Brandon to ask him if he's coming to the party. Yeah. And oh yeah, I forgot about this. Mark gets so jealous because she's whispering with him, and she and, he, and she comes back and he's like, "You kissed him." She, she she kisses him on the cheek. On the cheek. Who gives a shit? I get his point of view though, because they haven't slept together yet, and she used to have sex with Brandon. Yeah, and she's very friendly with him, hand on the arm, kissing him on the cheek. I'd be a little upset. Yeah? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, not enough to be like, you know, the fuck, bitch, you know, or anything <laughs> like that. But I'd be a little upset, yeah? So when the party day finally comes, she's like, oh, let me take you out to dinner. Surprise and, birthday party. Yeah. Um, And they have plans to go to, like, a concert after or whatever. But she pretends like, oh, I left my purse at your house. We right. got to go back and get my purse. Uh-huh. Which means then he had to pay for dinner. Right. It's kind of a poor plan. Um, it's his birthday and he just bought dinner. Right. And when they get there, he's like, oh, you know, you're looking so good in this dress. Why don't we just stay in? Right. Yeah. And oh then, surprise, you got a house full of people. And he looks real happy about it. Oh, he is pissed. He's like, yeah, it's quite a surprise. That is not how he wanted to spend his birthday. No, he thought he was going to get laid on his birthday. I mean, he really has put in a lot of effort. And it never has worked out. Like, I mean, he took her on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's his birthday. Yeah. I mean, I do kind of feel sorry for him. It's not like it's not like she's Donna. Yeah. It's not like she's known to not put out. She's it's an like, adult woman mm-hmm. who has sex and it's he's like, dating her. All of a sudden, she just decided after the cocaine thing, I'm going to, and the AIDS scare. Yeah. I'm going to not have sex for a while. It's weird. Well, I mean, whatever. She's entitled. It's her vagina, but still. Agreed. It's her decision, 100%. But it's like, it feels manufactured for the show. Yeah. That's the that's the pro, that's the problem that I have with it. If this was real life and this was her real life decision, then... And I think he is being respectful. He's not pressuring her, really. Yeah. He's saying... You he's know, flirting. He's, he's saying, not. I want this to happen. Yeah. But he's not, like, pressuring her into it. Um... But I think in real life that her, her, you know, wanting to slow down a little bit after the AIDS scare and stuff like that might last for a little while. But eventually, if she's in a committed relationship with this guy for a long time, she's going to have sex with him. Yeah. So I'm, I was on her side, okay, with him being irritable and thinking, ah, he's kind of a jerk. Right. Until she's like, hey, let's open presents. And they sit down on the couch. People are watching. Right. And Brandon walks in and she like lights up and, and he's mm-hmm. like, okay, go ahead. I can, I know you want to go talk to him. Yeah. Brandon and, strolls in from his trial and she's like, oh, are you sure? He's like, yeah, go ahead. And she gets up and leaves. And all eyes move towards Brandon. Right. Everyone starts talking to Brandon. Because everyone wants to know what's going on and with the trial. Brandon's like commanding the entire room about, well, let me tell you how Steve fucked me over and like. And he's going through the whole trial mm-hmm. thing. So Mark just goes to his bedroom. I really can't blame him, I guess. And starts watching kung fu movies or whatever. I didn't really see, like, I didn't make the connection that it was not just Kelly, but, like, everybody was ignoring him for Brandon. Oh, yeah. So that makes sense that he went in his room and sulked then. 
And then she comes in and she's like, well, everybody's looking for you. And he's like, oh, they got Brandon out there. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't think they're going to last, these two. No. And she, she's like, he's like, look, I hate surprise parties. And I especially hate this one. Yeah, that was mean. Oh, man. She put a lot of work into it. Yeah. And then they start arguing. And he says, look, when I was a kid, every year my parents would do something great for my birthday. Yeah, this Where is the most was, ridiculous. It was ponies or it was like this or whatever. And then it was like baseball and, and rock concerts. And like, you know, he just keeps saying, he's like, and it had to be bigger and better each time. And I'm like, boo fucking who, asshole. Right? <laughs> my parents mainly ignored my fucking birthdays. <sighs> After I turned like 11 or 12, it was like, no one give a shit. Aw. I love you. I love you too. But nobody did like... Uh, like, I, I, I remember I got a toy, like a crawling mechanical toy soldier for, I think my 11th birthday for my mom. That was the only present I got on my birthday that year. And that was like the last birthday present I got. Are you fucking kidding me? For my family? Yeah. hundred <sighs> percent. That's awful. Christmas and stuff. We still got gifts and, and, and stuff like that. I wasn't in any way like a neglected child. So don't don't think about that. But like birthday, like no no parties, no like, you know, like I had to arrange my own like, hey, I want to have a sleepover with my friends for my birthday. And so then I'd buy like the snacks and stuff like that when I was like 14, 15 years old. And then I would have my friends come over and we'd watch movies and shit like that. And those were fun, but it's like I planned those parties. Right. Okay. Um... But yeah, like, uh, so he's telling the story about like how his parents fucking fawn over me. He's like, and each time it made me feel like a child and was like, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. He is a very ungrateful. <clears throat> so she's just like, oh, I'm sorry. And like they mm-hmm. hung out and watched Kung Fu movies, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I thought maybe they were, they were euphemizing. <laughs> What's euphemism, but in the, in that tense. I don't know. I thought maybe they were trying to imply that they had sex. Because she was like, yeah, we had fun watching Kung Fu. Oh, you think? But I don't think so. I think this has become such a big storyline thing that when they do have sex, they'll, they do. they'll let us know about it. They might just break up without having sex. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe he'll have sex with somebody else. <gasps> oh, yeah, that would be that'd be something. Yes, it would. <laughs> Maybe it'll be Valerie. <laughs> that would definitely be something. All right. So I think that was the whole show. Yeah. All right. So uh, you can write us at latefee1994awol.com. Yes. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Uh-huh. And share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.